Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. We hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. This is going to be a different week on the show. We've got some Send Central citizens for you. We have a best of for Friday and next Monday. A huge interview with Emily Clark, but we're on vacation. So these are all pre-recorded, but great conversations about the past, present, and future of the Ottawa Senators. And the present Send Central citizen today is Nash. He tells us all about how he became a Sens fan and more. A whole host of topics today on Locked On Senators, your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 945 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LockedOnNHL for $20 off your first ticket purchase. It's Game Time. Today is Tuesday, December 26th, and we hope everybody had a happy and healthy Christmas. Pilsy, how was yours? Well, I assume my Christmas was just great, just jolly. And uh, when you're listening to this, Ross will be in Honolulu soaking up the sun. So that's, uh, what's that? There's a Christmas Hawaiian song, isn't there? No, but Ziggy Marley has a song. Bob Marley's kid saying, I'm on a beach in Hawaii. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that one then. Uh, and I'm wearing my itchy uh, sock monkey sweater. It's a Christmas sweater, but dang, is this thing itchy. But hey, I'm itching for more Sens hockey, Ross. And uh, it'll be nice to for all Sens fans to take a break here and then get right back into the action soon. Yeah, no postcast this week for the uh, Wednesday game tomorrow uh, when you're listening to this against the Toronto Maple Leafs and then nothing for the next two games after that. The 29th, they are playing the New Jersey Devils and the 31st against the Buffalo Sabres, but we'll be back for you after the game on Tuesday. We've also got an interview with Emily Clark, Canadian Olympian, PWHL Ottawa star that will air on New Year's Day. So even though we're not in the country. I almost introduced myself as saying, I'm Ross Levitan on the island of Oahu, but I decided to leave that one out. Maybe tomorrow's show, I'll pull that one out of my bag of tricks. But Pilsy, whenever we can bring citizens on the show to tell their story, we love doing it. Nash has a great one. Any thoughts before we get to today's interview? Uh, I'm stoked to be able to do three Send Central citizens in a row. You're really going to get the the tale from a bunch of different perspectives. Uh, keep in mind, these were pre-recorded, uh, so uh, some of the stuff may be dated. But for the most part, it's about them being Sense fans and uh, tapping into that nostalgia. And not only that, we recorded all of them within 48 hours of Jacques Martin taking over as yes. head coach. So talk about having big news to break <laughs> down and the feelings of the fan base and all that. So why don't we get to it right now? This week's Send Central Citizen, it's Nash Brewer. 
All right, we now welcome on this week's Send Central Citizen. We're going to Kingston, Ontario, where we welcome Nash to the show. What's going on, brother? How are you today? Doing pretty well, boys. How are we doing? Oh, well, we're very excited. Of course, the yep. news yesterday just came out that DJ Smith is out. Jacques Martin is in. Where were you when you heard the news? And what was your immediate reaction, Nash? So I was working and all of a sudden my phone is blowing up. Um, about, I, I was working with a client. So I was like, I can't react. I can't look at any of this. And then as soon as I finished, my coworker came down. He's an Oilers fan, unfortunately. But uh, we have some good chats. And he was like, DJ's fired. DJ's fired. I was like, no, like, finally, like, there's actually been some change here. So, no, it was, uh, I think it was a good move. I'm happy about it. Were you expecting this move to happen so soon? Because, Nash, I don't know if you listened to our episode, but I doubled and tripled down saying, they're not making a move. This coach is staying. We all got to get used to it. And then hours later, they dropped the hammer. What, like, was this a complete shock to you or no? I like I want to say it wasn't because I think it should have happened a, a while ago. But I was with you, Pilsy. Like I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought you know they were just going to ride DJ out, yep. get to the end of the year, and then kind of go from there. But I I think it's the right move. I think the boys need a shake up. I think I have some I have faith in the team, but they just needed something else to get them going. So I did not expect it to happen, but I'm very happy that it did. And we'll have a, uh, a lot of time to discuss who the number one candidate should be. But if it wasn't going to be Jacques Martin to come in right away, was there someone else who you had your eye on, whether it was one of the guys who was just fired or someone else available around the league? Uh, like, I don't even know, really. Like, maybe, like, was it Brube that just got let go in St. Louis? Like, maybe Brube. I think he had some success there, but... No, there wasn't anyone particular that I had my eye on. I, I trust Ann Lauer and I trust Deo, so I would have been I, I would have been happy and I will be happy with kind of whoever they decide to go with long term. I also love that Alfie's on the bench. Yeah, I mean two and zero with Alfie on the bench, and yeah. then now you combine that with the longest tenured coach in Ottawa Senators history, Jacques Martin, coming back around. So the nostalgia hits for sure. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the interim tags? Do you think that was the right move to just say, hey? We're just in a bit of a in a bit of a situation here. We're gonna bring you guys in for now. Nothing's permanent here, and in the offseason we'll relook at this. Or does that feel like kind of one foot in the water, one foot out move for you? I actually think it's perfect because okay. I, I and I'd be interested. I, I'd be interested to see like if this is especially for Alfie, like if this is what he wants long term. Because I think the most important thing is keeping him in the organization, yeah. like no matter what. So you know, I think. Interim, it gives it gives Alfie and Jacques Martin a chance to step in, kind of do what they need to do, and then they can reevaluate. You know, if Alfie and Martin want to stay, maybe that's what we look at after you know the rest of the season, see how it goes. Uh, but it also, I think, it's easier for them to take that step back um, if they want to take that step back and then kind of play the roles that they want to play. Because wherever Alfie wants to be, that's where we should put him. Yep. The Daniel Alfredson of the Ottawa Senators, but today he's an assistant coach. Now, by the time people are listening to this, there will have already been three games played under Jacques Martin. But as you look at this roster, when the change is made, who are you hoping to see a reaction from? Which player are you hoping can change the way they play the most to help the team win? Uh, Drake and Timmy. Um, specifically on the defensive side, I think you guys kind of spoke especially for Drake. I think, and I think that's where Martin is going to have a big effect. Um, like Timmy's my guy. I will always defend Timmy, 
but he hasn't been good enough defensively. And I think that's obviously a big, you know, component to Drake's game too, is, you know, he's, we know he can be that two way guy. Uh, we know he can put up points and we know he can play a good defensive game. It just hasn't quite been there. And I think as a whole, if we can clean up that defensive side of the game, I think we're going to see some wins start to pop up and, you know, get over that 500 bump. Oh, seeing some wins. That sounds great. That sounds lovely. Uh, I We just gotten so into this uh, hot topic, we've forgotten what Sen Central citizens are all about. Nash, buddy, how did you become an Ottawa Senators fan? So I'm originally from the East Coast. Uh, East Coast is dominated by Leafs fans, Bruins fans, and Habs, Habs fans. Yeah. You know, so you kind of find yourself in the middle of all that. Now, I was lucky. Nobody in my family really watched hockey, so there was no allegiance. So I had a clean slate of all 30 teams, I guess, at that time. Um, and all I, the only thing I really remember was watching Hockey Night in Canada. It was Toronto versus Ottawa, Battle of Ontario. And I said it was one of my first games I remember watching, and I just remember saying, all right, whoever wins this game, that's my team. High stakes. And it was and it was a Sens win. Do you remember the date of it? Ross, is, Ross, no, I can see I, he's itching I, wanting to look up that box score. Yeah, no, I, I have no idea. It would have been like 2005, 2006. <laughs> so like a good t- good timing, good Big timing. Time. But I was going to say that's probably a win then. We can chalk yeah. that up. As you mentioned, that would yeah. have been the outcome that, that gets you the 2D jersey, the hat too. Yeah. And um, – so my question with that, 05, 06, lots of great players to choose from. At this point, usually when people say in their early, mid-90s, I let them have Alfie because he wasn't, you know, Daniel Alfredson at that point. But who were some of the unsung heroes that attracted you to the team too? Uh, I love Mike Fisher. Got him right here. Oh, other side. Who, who else is on that hat autograph while we got it here? We got we got Mike Fisher. Okay. We got Chris Neal. Nice. We got, oh, geez. We got Jesse Winchester. And then we also got... <laughs> Uh, Nick Felino. Hell yeah, that's a kind good of a, group right kind of there. We can get into it after, but I bought the hat with Chris Neal and Mike Fisher, and then I outsourced Winchester and Felino. So, Ooh, but um, okay. no, yeah. So Mike Fisher was a big. I, I loved Mike Fisher. I also loved Chris Kelly, um, and I'm a goalie now, goalie friendly show. But originally, um, when I first started, I was a defenseman, and I loved Wade Redden. Wade Redden was my guy. He was my favorite player to watch on the Sens. Um, so I'd say those are some of my, other than like Alfie, Heatley, Spezza, Phillips, I'd say those are some of my kind of unsung heroes. Yeah, that's, uh, hey, you hopped on the Sens bandwagon same time as me. I got there when Hasek did, so that was a good time yes. for us. Uh, yes. What are some of your favorite earliest memories? Yeah, obviously, you talk about that one game. That's a that's a wild move by you. Like In 30 years, you might look back and be like, that game created a path for my entire life. So I, I respect that you stuck with it and I'm glad it it worked out in our favor. It it already has like, and you're right. Like, you know, five, six year old me was like, all right, this is it. And he had no (laughs) idea what he was getting himself into, you know, to look at it. And then, you know, now I'm on a podcast talking about the sends based off of one game. Like that's kind of crazy, but um, I don't know. Some of those earliest memories, like uh, honestly, like hockey night in Canada, like I feel like it just doesn't have the same punch as it used to, yeah. um, you know, getting up for, you know, sends Leafs, sends Habs, like whoever it might be, like playing mini sticks in between, you know, during the intermissions, listening nice. to, 
you know, Ron McLean, you know, it was good times. So I don't have any of that kind of specifics until it kind of got later on, you know, into the later, you know, 2016, 2017 good years as well. Um, and then I'd say, which is funny, um, I really only got like this deep into the sense around the rebuild. So the last hmm. kind of like five or six years, I've kind of taken that extra step into sense fandom and we're just waiting for the end result now. So how long you lived in Kingston then for, if you're from the East coast? So Kingston for the last three years. Have you made any trips to Ottawa and gotten to see the game? Yeah. So two years ago, my, I got to see my first live NHL regular season game. Nice. And it was a big, big win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Brady Kachuk's first hat trick. And, and Anton shutout. Yeah. first shutout. Absolutely. Since then, I haven't been as fortunate. <laughs> um, we, I'm, we've gone one and, or two and one, oh, two and one since that first game. Okay. But I did get to see the shootout game against the Leafs which went to like eight, nine rounds, which was, despite a loss, an absolutely incredible game. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Guys, Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Started off with three best friends making a life-changing decision, and they grinded with hard work and dedication. They now have four stores in the Ottawa area. The Ottawa locations are... Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. Lots of spots to help you out because Mary J's offers the best and absolute newest products in the market. With many new additions to the menu every single week, they're always keeping it fresh. Mary J's has everything you need, whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you're guaranteed to get the best price around at any of Mary J's four locations. Mary J's also offers the best customer service around by having the friendliest bud tenders who are always ready to assist. One of the owners, Dashy, absolute beauty, is a diehard Sens fan. So go to one of their four locations, say what up to Dashy, talk to him about how the Sens are doing and all the newest products that Mary J's has to offer. Check it out today, guys. Mary J's Dispensary. Today's episode is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. It's FanDuel. Now, FanDuel, right now, new customers in the U.S. can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love how easy it is to use their app and the wide range of betting options. I love player props because then you're not reliant just on the score. You can do shots on goal or you can do power play points, assists, goals, you name it. They got it. Player props, over-unders, and more. Don't worry about the, don't forget about the spreads either. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Kick off with the NFL season. It feels like this time of year, there's football almost every single day. And also the NHL season is at FanDuel. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. It's the official sports betting partner of Locked On. It's FanDuel. Now, being in Kingston, you're right there in the sweet spot to get to Belleville as well. Have you had a chance to uh, go to CAA Arena and see the boys? Yeah, so I was there last weekend actually. Uh, oh, nice. The Saturday, I went for the Saturday night Teddy Toss game. Um, oh, solid. Not the greatest game from the boys. We got heavily outshot, uh, but it was still fun. Um, I love a lot of the guys down in Belleville right now. Um, very happy to see Crooker get a couple games here. I think 
he was by far the one that stood out the most when I went to see them. Um, so happy to see him get a shot here. Do you think they're going to give him a, a legitimate shot? Obviously, Matthew Joseph out for, for a little while. And again, this being recorded on December 19th. But what, uh, what do you see out of Crooker that thinks it could translate to NHL success? He just doesn't stop. Like he just, he, he hits go and he doesn't, like he goes like, um, I think, you know, criticism I had of the, of the Belleville boys last weekend was they just didn't have a lot of jump. Um, but when Crooker was on the ice, you knew Crooker was on the ice. And when he wanted the puck, there was nothing stopping. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the goal he scored against the Griffins last weekend, but like he went through like three guys and I was like, ah, like he's, he should have moved it. And then he scored. And I was like, Holy nice. my, like, how did he do that? So I think Kirker, I hope they give him a shot. I think he deserves a shot. I'd also love to see our boy Igor get a good look here. Um, I think he's someone that he's done his time and I think he deserves a shot just as much as anybody here. Yeah. And that's the thing with Crooker and Igor, like, especially with Crooker, I feel like he's, such a good third line player like I feel like if he's on the fourth line he's not going to get in the mix enough and he's not going to have that jump that you're talking about uh now even in what 10 minutes of ice time in his first game he, he was throwing hits he had three hits and he was looking good out there so I'd like to see like Crooker and Ridley Gregg as a combo man those guys could really stir things up and while mixing in some offense as well um how do you feel about Yir Schmeichel? Uh, do you feel like this is a guy that if he gets a little more opportunities, he can blossom into something? Or I think so. I was really impressed with Schmeichel in the preseason, and I was exactly. really surprised when he didn't get a look right away. Yeah. Um, and kind of talking to some people, like I, not to the same degree, but I almost feel like he's kind of getting the Zub treatment yeah. where, you know, he comes in, we don't really know what to expect. So, you know, you kind of, you know, sit him away for a little bit. And I just have, I just, there's, I just have this feeling that once he gets that opportunity, he's going to stick and he's going to be here for a long time. But we'll see. But we'll see. No, I, I love that answer. That's great, man. We appreciate uh, this conversation, Nash. Now I see that that black 2D jersey you've got. Is there a name and number on it? And if not, yes. oh, oh, Timmy. Oh yeah, there it is. I had a feeling it was a Timmy jersey. Yeah. Yep. How early in the Tim Stutzla era did you pull trigger on that one? Uh, this was a Christmas gift last year. Um, nice. So it was actually, believe it or not, amongst my whole you know life of being a Sens fan, this is my first legitimate um, Sens jersey. So it was pretty big, yeah. Hey, I um, mean, that's a good first one to have, yeah. the sharp black 2D. Uh, so got to follow it up with this one. What's Now that you got the itch, the jersey itch, what's going to be the next jersey? What color and who's going to be on the back? I, I, I think I got to go... I want like Pilsy, like I love the Laurel laurels. Yep. So nice. I want I, I want to go like old school. So I'm almost thinking like going old school and like trying to source like a like a Danny Heatley or even like a Wade Redden. Like now, if I had to go like new like current team, I I'm leaning towards Sanderson. Nice. Um, he's just I, he's gonna be so good. He's already so good. Um, but those are kind of the two that I'm you know you know thinking about next. Yeah, Pilsy, uh, it's. It's crazy okay. that you don't have the Dominic Hasek on the back of that jersey yet. Oh, I gotta get, I'm gonna get it stitched on the back of that for sure. That's uh, that's on my to do list. But yeah, the Nash, a white Sanderson jersey. Yeah, you got you got nine years. Uh, yeah, exactly. That. Like that's a good bang for your buck decision to get in for the long term here. Well, yeah, he absolutely. got he got in at the right time for Tim Stutzel as well. Yeah. Since Christmas of last year, 
Why don't I let you guys guess? Nash trivia time on the show here. How many points in 75 games does Tim Stutzla have since you got his jersey? And where does he rank in the league in scoring? 75 games? Yeah. 98. Oh, just I'm a going 93. High. 91. Wow. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 91 nice. points. Do you guys want to guess where he is in league scoring over that time? I, I can say top get... 10. Mm. Oh, I was no, say not quite top 10. Not quite. Yeah. You guys are close. You guys are both in the same. You guys are. It's like the perfect Sens answer because you're in the right sphere, but you're you're pushing the we numbers a little, a little Yeah. Hyped it high. 14th, though, in league scoring. Okay. Tied That's with Matthew solid. Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk, pretty good player. So uh, those two being tied. I mean, you, you basically, you might have to start getting jerseys for anybody who's struggling or or who's looking like they need to take the next step in their development the way that you're one for one right now. So what is it about Jake Sanderson, just the overall package, or is there one part of his game that um, that you really kind of think is exemplary? Uh, calm. He's calm. Um, I think... Kind of, I've I've had concerns with Shabbat in the past. I've had I've had some concerns with Chikrin, but when I watch Sanderson play, like he's just calm. I trust Sanderson. I trust him to do the right thing. And when he doesn't do the right thing, man, can he skate to get back? Oh, the yeah. amount of times that he, you know, something happens and then he's able to get back and recover his own. He's not kind of relying on you know a traffic. Travis Hamannick or someone that might not be able to make that kind of play. He just takes it into his own hands and says, oh, I, I'll clean up my own mistake. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Guys, Game Time is the official ticketing app of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we love Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. With Game Time, it's fast and easy to get any tickets you want, not just for sports. You can get music, comedy, theater, and more with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. Stop the stress. Start the hype. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. In fact, if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time's going to go ahead and credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you arrive so you know exactly what to expect. Buy tickets in just a matter of seconds. Two taps. Boom, tickets right on your phone. It's that easy. Don't worry about dusting off the old printer. They go right to your phone. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Nash, you mentioned your goalie, hashtag goalie-friendly show, but my God, is it hard to be a goalie-friendly show right now with these two tendies. What's Healthy. the... Yeah. I really yeah. hope they get three shutouts by the time people listen to this. Yeah. Ross, so do I. I love being <laughs> wrong when it benefits the sense. I was so wrong about DJ Smith sticking around, and it flipped. I will eat those words happily. But right now, this is arguably the worst goalie duo in the league, like at least one of them. Uh, do you have some sort of solution here, Nash? Like, what does this team got to do? First of all, it's just, it hasn't been good enough. Um, I've had some decent arguments with people on Instagram and stuff um, about, you know, kind of coming to their defense about the defensive structure. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. The defensive structure is bad. 
we give up a lot of partial breakaways, um, too many. But at the same time, like that Vegas goal, that second goal, that can't go in. It can't go in. Um, you're up 2-1 almost into the first period. You just can't let that in. Um, and I think the kind of argument that I've had with people is, yes, that the defensive structure is bad, but you need a goalie that if there's a breakdown, you have some faith that they're going to make a save. And I just have no faith right now. Like any shot could go in and that's a terrible way to play. And if I'm feeling that as a fan, I can only imagine that the players on the bench are also feeling that. And then next thing you know, you're gripping your stick. You're trying to, you know, you're trying even harder not to make mistakes. And that's just going to lead to more breakdowns and more mistakes. I don't know necessarily what the solution is. Um, I think what needs to happen is I think one of them needs to get hot and we just go. Um, I think there's been too much back and forth in terms of, I, I know we've had small stretches of like, oh, okay, he had a good game. We'll play him again. But like, not more than like a three game sample. And like, I think one of these guys needs to, you know, be like, all right, we got some change here. You know, Jacques Martin's going to change the defensive structure here. Like I need to, I need to step up. Um, and in my opinion, it needs to be Corpus Allo because that's what we brought him in for. Um, so that's, I, yeah, I don't know exactly what needs to happen, but something needs to change because it, it hasn't been good enough. And are you of the mind that if it continues down this path, how long would you wait until you give Mad Sogard a game? I'd give Mad Sogard a game tomorrow, to be honest. <laughs> like I, I'm a huge Mads guy. I, like I said, that uh, that game I watched in Belleville last weekend. The only reason the Sens made it to overtime was because of Mad Sogard. He's it was absolutely incredible. Now I don't want to rush him, but part of me also thinks that you know if you want to win, then you need to put the player that's going to be the best option to win in net and I right now I don't think it's Forsberg and right now I don't think it's Corpus Allo. so whether you want to bring up Mando and go on a hamburger run or bring up Sogard and try and get something done I don't know but I I put Sogard in tomorrow I, I'm a huge fan I think he has what it takes and I think when the Sens win the cup Sogard will be our goalie as Brady Kachuk said yeah, yeah. Well, hey, he's got the Brady Kachuk endorsement and he's got the Nash endorsement. What else do you need? Uh, final question for me here, Nash, is all right, the fans, they've got what they wanted. The players, you got new coach, Alfie's on the bench here. Is this enough? Do they have enough time to turn this ship around and make playoffs? I said it. I'm saying I'm back to saying the P word. It's P -word playoffs. Down. Do they have enough time and is this enough that they can make it all the way uh, to the playoffs here? So here's the thing, Pilsy. When we originally started chatting about getting on, I was in the mindset of like, the boys are still making playoffs. Like I was fully okay. still on board. And then we went on this road trip and I had to stop and think yeah. about coming. I was like, all right, do I still... It was humbling. Yeah. Like, do I, do I still think this is going to happen? But I look at teams like Edmonton, like... I look at Edmonton and every part of me is like, oh yeah, they'll still, they'll still make playoffs. Like they're fine. Now I know we don't have a McDavid or a dry sidle, but I, I have faith in the players on this team. I think we still make playoffs. I think we squeak in. I think it's going to be the second wild card spot and it's going to be a battle. Um, but I, I do, I do think this team has enough time. That being said, it needs to start now. It, like, it, need, it needs to start and there can't be another four game losing streak this year. 
Yeah, and well, part of that is the stability in the crease that you mentioned. And I was kind of looking through it right now, and you're right. No, no goalie has played more than three consecutive yep. games, and even that has only happened about once so far this year. Nash, love the insight from you. This has been a blast. And if there's one kind of thing you want to leave us with in terms of to get to playoffs, like consistency, no losing streaks, I like that. But is there a hot take you have that has to happen for the rest of the season, whether it's a player hitting their potential or the team hitting, whether it's, you know, top 10 in power player penalty kill, whatever the case may be, that if the team does blank, they'll make the playoffs. Can I give you two? Yeah. I think this team for the next stretch has to go without giving up more than three goals. Like, I think that needs to be a goal, like as a team. I think any game that you don't give up three goals, you need to win. Yeah. And then two, our power play needs to be better. We need to be top. If we can get to top 15, then I like our chances. I shuddered when you said two things because the second period needs to be cleaned up Ooh, as well. Yeah, that is, that's true. The second period is tough. At the time of recording, minus 16 goal differential in the second period. That's going yes. to that's gonna leave a lot of empty seats in the third period and a lot of empty hope. But Nash, the hope has been refueled. Jacques Martin, interim head coach, Daniel Alfredson, interim assistant coach, and Nash, all-time Send Central citizen. Really appreciate you joining us. Is there anything that we missed, any stories, anything that you wanted to get to that you didn't have the chance? Well, I, I was going to chat about the HAP if we have a chance. But Yeah, let's do it. Do we it. Time. It's, yeah. I, 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 it's a good story, I think. Okay. So um, when I was younger, um, my dad – took me to a silent auction simply because that we knew that this hat was going to be there. <laughs> um, and it had Mike Fisher and Chris Neal on it. And yep. so when we went, my dad, I was like eight or nine, like I was still quite young. So he was like, I'm going to give you like $80. Like that's your budget. Like for the whole, because it was a whole like silent auction. There was hockey cards and sticks and jerseys and everything. And I said, I don't care about any of it. I want the hat. So I immediately went, put all of my money on the hat, nice. $80. $80, didn't do anything else the entire auction, just waited for it to end. And then we went back to check and someone had outbid me. They had, gone to, they had gone to 85 and I was devastated. And so what I didn't know was my dad went back and put 100 down on the hat. And so I got the hat. Nice. And then uh, fast forward to 2010, I think, there was a preseason game in Halifax against Florida and so I got my parents got me tickets to go to that. Um, and so we were at the game and I saw Jesse Winchester and Nick Felino in the tunnel. They weren't playing that game. And I was like, I was like, dad, like, that's them. Like, we got it. Like, we got to try and get the hat signed. And so my dad goes across the building, hops the railing, Whoa. almost gets kicked out by security to get signatures from Jesse Winchester and Nick Felino. So... <laughs> That's, that's awesome. Dedication, hey. dad of the year, right? Yeah, there. And, that's and a since, good dad, right there. Since that moment, this hat has been put away. This is the first time this hat's been placed on my head. Oh, wow! Whoa. Nash is not yeah. kidding around. No, we, that and, and I'm gonna say, if we if we win tonight, I know this is coming out later, but if we win tonight against Arizona, yep. the hat stays on. Whoa, the hat stays on till the loss. Yeah, just for the rest of the year. We'll, we'll say hat stays on until we lose three games in a row. Okay, okay, I like All it. Right. Now, is that rev up the red? Um, I think it's B I think it's red. red army. Yeah, 
B-Red. B-Red. Oh, B-Red. B-Red, C-Red, get wins. Nash, appreciate you jumping on, man. Reach out yeah. anytime. We're going to do this again yeah. down the road. This was a fantastic conversation, and we look forward to doing it again down the road. Thanks for having me, boys. Keep up the good work. Stick Taps and Nash for joining us. Really fun conversation. I'm glad he took the time. And appreciate all the citizens who jump on here on Locked On Senators. Tomorrow and the next day, we've got two more. We've got Dennis. We've got Eric. Pilsy's putting together a best of coming on Friday. Emily Clark, the PWHL Ottawa star, will join us on New Year's Day ahead of their opening game on January 2nd. Already sold out, by the way, at TD Play. So great vibes. And hey, if you're heading to the game on January 2nd, make sure you go check out our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. But for today, we say goodbye. I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas and a great Boxing Day. We'll be back tomorrow with another citizen. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.